This is part of a series that walks readers through how to read, interpret, and apply the book of Daniel. This is a quick study, meaning it's only designed to help you better understand what the read-interpret-apply methodology is. It's not a substitute for a read-interpret-apply book or reading the Bible and digging into a commentary on your own. With that, let's get started. First, read through chapter 2 of Daniel. What's the original context and audience of this passage? What stands out to you in this story? Maybe the value placed on dreams and their interpretation? Maybe the faith and prayer of Daniel and his friends? Maybe how Daniel responds to the revealed dream with a song of praise? Whatever it is, put it down into words. Read through chapter 2 again, this time as a Christological reading. How should this passage be understood in light of Jesus? Do you see any hints at the Gospel or Jesus in this passage? If so, try to tease them out. Read through one more time, this time for personal application. How does this passage now apply to you personally? Having just thought about how the passage changes in light of the gospel, you should now reflect on what that might mean for you. Again, it doesn't have to be ultra deep, just ponder and write down what might apply to you. Now for the commentary. This is a short commentary to help you think about and understand things that might have been trickier for you during the historical, Christological, and personal readings. This is a big chapter and a lot unfolds. First, we learn that Nebuchadnezzar is a smart man who is not easily deceived. His desire for truth drives him to seek an explanation for the dream he has. It is worth noting that God gave this dream to Nebuchadnezzar, a Gentile king who conquered the Jewish people. That the Lord reveals his will and plans to even those who don't know him is incredible. When Daniel finally hears of the decree that all the wise men be killed unless the dream is interpreted, he acts with confidence in the Lord's providence, telling the captain of the guard to schedule a meeting with the king. We shouldn't read this as an arrogant Daniel. If that were the case, he'd not immediately rush to his friends and start fervently praying. When God does reveal the dream, his first response is to sing a song of praise. Throughout the Old Testament, worship always follows God's providential acts. Think about Miriam, Moses' sister, leading the Israelites in praise after they crossed the Red Sea. Or the Psalms of David, when he sings songs of praise for God's deliverance from his enemies. In this song of praise, it's worth noting verse 21, when Daniel says, God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those with understanding. Some translations may say discerning. Daniel isn't saying God gives wisdom to those who are wise already or understanding to the people who are already discerning. No, he's saying that those who are wise are so because God has revealed wisdom and those who are discerning are so as a result of God giving wisdom and knowledge and discernment to them. 
We know this is true because this whole chapter has been Nebuchadnezzar asking his wise men to tell and interpret his dream, and they cannot. If they were wise already, they would not struggle to interpret it, or at the very least, know which god to seek counsel from. Wise people and discerning people are so by the grace of God. That's true for the gospel as well. Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom and knowledge, but so many religious leaders did not recognize him as such. They were considered smart and wise by the world, but they were not actually wise because the Lord had not opened their eyes. They criticized Jesus, questioning where his knowledge and wisdom came from. See Mark 6. As a Christian, any knowledge and understanding we have comes from the Spirit. See Acts 6. And perceiving Jesus as King is a gift of understanding, not of ourselves, but from Him. Now for application questions. There are a lot of different types of ways this passage might apply to your life, but I'll give you just one. When you see the Lord clearly working out grace or a blessing in your life, is your first reaction to worship? Do you sing a song of praise? Do you offer prayers of thanksgiving? God is so abundantly good to us, and He is worthy of our praise. Do you withhold what is His? 